Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance radio show by Gabi Abdelkadir. And today I have an amazing, amazing lady who has a lot to share to the world. And her name is Abigail Cousins, and this is episode 93. Abigail is a two-time author of the book titled My Unspoken Truth Now Told where she shares her story of surviving sexual abuse and molestation starting at the age of seven. She's also an author of the book titled Women in Posture, where she helps women to reposture themselves in their rightful places as daughters of God. Oh my God, I have goosebumps. She holds a bachelor's degree in counseling with an emphasis in substance abuse and chemical dependency. She is a member of the co-authors network and the wife of Dr. Bishop Victor Cousins. I will be sharing her bio and uh, all her social media links. I highly recommend that you follow her, you know, get in touch with her and uh, uh, both on YouTube and I will be sharing it on Podbean as well. She is worth following and uh, getting in touch with uh, everybody, every listener or anybody who is watching. Abigail, welcome to my podcast. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, I'm so happy. Finally, we made it. I'm so grateful. So talk to me. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your family, siblings, growing up, where you grew up a little bit. Sure. So I am one of nine siblings, eight girls, a big family, eight girls and one boy. Um, I was born and raised in North Philly, um, North Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so I'm an East Coast girl. Um, you know, I went to elementary school there, middle school there, high school there. Um, I moved in about 2010 and I moved to California. I lived in California for almost 10 years. Um, and then I went back home um, for a few months before I got married. And now I'm in Ohio with okay. my husband getting ready to transition and head to Miami. <laughs> oh wow that's a transition yeah so is there a reason why you're moving to Miami now um just just a new beginning new beginning with me and my husband yeah okay. that is so, that yeah is just so for cool. a new beginning yeah excellent when are you you still working or you you have a job right what's where you're working on? I do I mm. do so I'm a correctional officer at an all-men prison oh, wow. um so my last working day was Tuesday and my last day as an employee will be on the 31st of this month, which I am so excited about because that's going to give me a lot more time to focus on my writing mm-hmm. and just focus on ministry because I was working 16 hour shifts oh, wow. um, and it was just taking up so much of my time. So I'm really looking forward to now having more time on my hands and I'll just be focusing on my writing. On your writing and coaching also. A lot of women need your help. Yeah. Yes. Coaching and mentoring. Yes. Yeah. So as a correctional officer, just curiosity, like, were you not scared working in the prison? How was it like for you? No, I wasn't scared at all. Actually, I tell people it's my safe place. I know it sounds so crazy, but working in a prison was my safe place because my father was locked up when I was growing up 
And in my book um, that you announced, My Unspoken Truth, Now Told, um, I talk about surviving sexual abuse and molestation. And it was during the time that my father was locked up. So I was never safe. You know, I didn't feel safe at home. And it was only when I went to the prison to visit my father that I, you know, I wasn't touched. You know, I wasn't being chased after, after, you know, from another man. Um, So every time I went to go see him, I felt the safest. I was inside of these four walls um, and I just felt like no one could get me. You know, no one was coming for me because I was there with my father and I just felt safe. Um, But growing up, I always wanted to know you know, why can't he come out and see me? Why can't I just call him whenever I want to? Why can't he call me? So I always wanted to know what was going on. So as I got older, I got into the, you know, detention facilities and correctional facilities. And now I know it's because the phones lock down at a certain Mm -hmm. hour, they shut Mm -hmm. them down, you know, the inmates, they lock down at a certain hour, you know, visitation, you just can't, walk up there and, and see them. You have to make an appointment and a yeah. parent and adults have to make that appointment. And it was never <clears throat> being made for me. Um, so I found all of that out by working in a prison because of my father. Oh, so you felt a safe place. How long have you been working doing that job? Yeah, well, here in Ohio, um, since I moved here, it would have been a year next month. Okay. I've been with the state for a year, but the time that I was in California, I was in detention facilities the entire time. The entire time. Okay, so now mm-hmm. you're just, uh, you just this past Tuesday was your last day? Two days ago? Tuesday, yeah, two oh, days wow. ago. Congratulations, Han. Yes. This is a new, new year, ago. new year, new beginning for you. Yes. Oh my yes, God, I'm, I'm looking so forward excited to it. for you. Yeah. So can you share um, a little bit about, yeah, you, you wrote the book, My Unspoken Truth Now Told. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about why you decided to share that book and a little bit about the struggle that you went through as a kid? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I decided to write the book for my own healing. Um, I realized that I was holding so much stuff in because no one knew. You know, my sisters didn't know um, what I was going through this whole time because sexual abuse and molestation started for me at seven years old and it didn't stop. till I was almost 15 years old. That is a very long time. And within that time frame, I've learned how to grow bitterness. I learned how to grow hate. um, And I also learned how to hold a lot of stuff in. So. But I also learned as I got older that when it's time to explode, that pop goes flying off. And so now that I'm married, um, a lot of things started to come up, you know, like um, sexually with my husband, you know, why won't I do this? Why won't I do that? Why am I not open here? Why am I, why do I shut down over here? And it all came back to everything that I was holding in and had it tight lit and when I started to talk to him about it is when all of the emotion and the hurt and the pain all started to come back up again and I was like wow I thought that I was okay because I never had to talk about it about it I thought that I was okay because no one ever questioned me but on the inside I it was killing me and it was stunting 
the person that I was really created to be. And it was stopping me from being an amazing wife to my husband. Um, so I went to see a therapist. I went to see a counselor. I went through that process. And then after that, I wanted to share my story, not to embarrass my family, not to embarrass my parents, but so that I can bring awareness that this is still happening. And just because you don't know about it, that just means that it's time to start asking questions. So that is why I, I wrote it to bring healing to myself and to bring awareness to parents. Yeah. My goodness, that is powerful. Oh my God, I can't wait to dig into it because I had uh, already seven books lined up and uh, then I purchased the three books, yours, Carmen's and Simone's. And uh, so, yeah, but I I know because I know also I'm going to cry. I'm a crier, Mm -hmm. just so you know, I know I'm going to cry, but I can't wait to dig into it. I will just do it before Christmas. Definitely, I will read it. And then, um, yeah. So this sexual abuse was by a family member, I'm guessing, or a neighbor? Um, The sexual abuse happened with a, it was a friend of the family. Um, I'll talk about in the book. He was the godfather to my little sister. So yeah, the godfather to my sister. My goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah, you think yeah. You and he, he was friend. supposed to be, yeah, he was yeah. supposed to be a good friend to my father, a good friend to my mother. Um, but and your mom so had much. no idea. Your mom had no idea. No. 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 Did you end up telling all. your father when he came out? You know, um, I did try telling my mother, um, but, you know, that was an issue within itself. Um, When I went to go see my father in prison the last time, I wanted to tell him everything. But I talk about in my book how my time was taken away from me. Um, So I didn't get that one-on-one time with him. Um, And then when I came, when he came out of prison and I seen him, I always wanted to tell him, but he would always tell me. I know. I know. Are you and serious? I'm like, oh my God. How do you know? I'm like, how do you know? And so, um, yeah, so he knew, and I'll talk about it in my introduction. Um, and if you would like for me to share my introduction, I would do that for you as well. Yeah, yeah. But I believe that when, when the last time I went to see him in prison, that maybe my mother told him, at that time, because I don't know how else he would know, but uh, my father knew. And he told me, he said, you will never see him again. And this, he said this when he came home for the last time, Uh, he said, you'll never have to see him again. And I was just like, okay. And I've never, to this day, I've never seen that man or heard from that man. Again. Again, yeah, my goodness. Okay, so do you want to share your introduction? Sure. Yeah. Um, so the introduction to my book goes like this. Mm-hmm. That touch right there, the way your fingers run through my body, the way you penetrate slowly in and out, in and out I scream but it just motivates you tears running down my face but you find it more fulfilling my body so tight 
I wasn't used to anything like this before, but how could I? I was only seven, but that did not stop you. Eight, nine, ten. Here I am thinking, when will this stop? stop. Damaged. I never fell in love with the idea of sex. Rather, I got comfortable with that piece of darkness. So I carried it year after year. I did not love him. It was just the energy in between my legs that brought on the chemistry. But what do I have to offer? Nothing. How old am I? I'm losing count. Wait, that's right. I'm 11 now. Where is my father? How much longer does he have in prison? I know when he comes out, he'll protect me from this mess of a life. 12, 13, then it happened. I yelled, daddy, you're home. Before I could say another word, my father looked at me and said, I know. So I stood there frozen. I did not know what to say or if I should say anything at all. So I waited. I waited some more. Then finally, my daddy spoke in a low, sweet voice. He said, I know you've been touched, but I promise you I'm home now. No one, and I mean no one will ever touch you like that again. I rested my head on my daddy's shoulders and cried. All I could say was welcome home. Daddy, welcome home. Oh my God. Ooh. Ooh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Try to hold it together for you so I, I can, know. Yeah, I so know. I can I, get it out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I know a lot of people are going to cry watching this because a lot of people go through it, but they don't talk about it. Right. Oh my right. God. Whew. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry about that. I couldn't yeah okay let's talk and you wrote another book let's just change subject for now yeah. <laughs> okay um yes so I did write um another book um that one is called women in pasture um and I absolutely love it how the Lord gave it to me um because after he allowed me to tell my story and to release my story he said okay but now I need you to posture yourself. Now I need you to get ready to take platforms. Now I need you to get ready to posture yourself, to speak about it and be okay speaking about it. And if the tears flow, they flow because it's real and it's your story and it's what happened. But I need you, <clears throat> excuse me, to stay in prayer. And I need you to stay postured because I'm taking you to the next level so when this happened I was just I was just so overwhelmed with God's goodness and God's grace and God's love and it has strengthened me writing this book has strengthened me to take platforms like yours Gabby and just be ready to talk about this so I'm so grateful to have been postured um, right after writing this one because it prepared me for this, what I'm doing with you today. So it's yeah. a woman's devotional. Yeah. Um, it has 13 chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not meant to be read, you know, back to back to back to back. Because after every chapter, there's activities, there's challenges. Mm-hmm. So I want each chapter to take about a week. 
I want each chapter to take about two weeks, um, you know, because it's going to take time to reposture, you know, an individual is going to take time to transform the mind. And it's not going to happen in 13 days, but each chapter should take you at least a week to really get a hold of it, grabs it, understand it, and really move into it. Move into it. Oh my goodness. Where can we find these books? Are they? So they're um, available oh, on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. I will need to add the link. I will need to add the link to Amazon as well. I don't, I don't think I have it here. I don't have it here yet. Okay. I'll send that to you, but there, yeah. Yeah. So they're available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I recently, um, uh, I have a website now, so it's also available through the website. Uh, I have a shop shop now button which will take them to Amazon. To Amazon. So, and yeah, so I'll give all of that to you. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I can add it because I went straight to Amazon and just typed in your name. That's how I okay. bought mine. But there are people okay. who prefer to go to uh, the other bookstores. So like I'm a bookstore yeah. fan as well. Although I do a lot of shopping from Amazon, but I'm like I mm-hmm. like to go to bookstores and so people can buy it from there as well and then from your website, which I will be sharing with everybody. So okay. um, I want to ask. These seem to be an incredible two books. Are we working on a third one by any chance? <laughs> so, so we are. Okay. Yes, I, I am working on my third book. I'll release that um, next year. Okay. Um, but they all just go hand in hand and I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm going to talk more about my third book once I submit my manuscript and get it copyrighted. Okay. Um, but yes, a third one is coming. But also my, my first book, um, it's in the process of being translated into Spanish as well. Oh, wow. So Yay. I'll be, yeah, so I'll be releasing that next year as well. Okay. And uh, since this book is written in a poetic flow, yeah. I'll be releasing my audio next year as well to as this well. book so that people okay. can hear how I wrote it. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Listening to that in an audio. Look at it. Like yeah. in, in like in 60 seconds, you brought me to tears. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's going to be incredible. It, the Recording the audio. Um, in your own voice. Was, a, was yeah. a challenge. Yeah. When I first wrote the book over a year ago, I wanted to do audio, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Um, I just kept crying a lot. It was just a lot of pain to read my story and have to, you know, record myself. So I left it alone for a year. I did not try again. But a year later, um, I went to the studio and now I'm recording the audio for the book. And it's it's, I'm in a better place Um, at some points when I'm reading the book. I have to take a break when I'm done, Um, but I'm getting through it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So when do we expect it? Like in January, February, hopefully? Um, I'm still doing the recording and the yeah. editing. So yeah. I want to have it out before my birthday. My birthday is February 21st. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping around that time. So I ho- I'm hoping before my birthday, I can have my Spanish um, edition out okay. and the audio. Okay, yeah. excellent. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. Okay, so... When do you move then to Miami? Oh, um, 
the first week of January. <laughs> the first week of January. Oh my God, that is what you so, call new beginnings, a new year, yes. new life, new beginnings, new opportunities, yes. new abundance, new blessings. I yes. love it. So in okay. just a few weeks, yeah. in just a few weeks, I'm here now. Um, so I'm trying to keep like a corner of my house, you know, still available for like things like things this like for this, recordings yeah. and, yeah. you know, uh, but the rest of the house is in preparation to move in just move a few back. weeks. Did you find the yeah. place yet or you're still looking? Um, we're still looking. We did. We have we put in an offer for a place. So okay. we're just waiting for them to let us know if they're going to accept the offer or not. Okay, that means your husband yeah. also is going to move jobs or no? Well, my husband is a, a minister, yeah. so he's okay. a preacher. Yeah. Um, and so he'll be he'll be going back and forth to still minister to the campus here in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Lord's will, um, we'll be starting a new a campus new in Miami. In Miami. Excellent. Okay, that works very well. So you're getting ready to move, new year, new beginnings. So how are you going to utilize? I know that you're going to be writing a lot. And mm -hmm. I also know that you're recording and you're busy at least up until, up until your birthday, right? Next year. But yes. how are you going to be utilizing the 16 hours that you spent in your job? Mm -hmm. um, so, one, I'll be resting more. <laughs> exactly. Self-care. I will be resting more. Um, I was just so tired, um, you know, but I'm grateful that the hours was available because it helped me to, to fund my second book. Mm -hmm. You know, it helped me to get that up and running. It helped me to, you know, fund the audio mm -hmm. for the first book. Um, so it was a blessing, but it was just so tiring. tiring. So I'm looking forward to getting more rest yeah. being home more, being home with my husband, um, being available more for ministry. Um, you know, I miss Bible studies with my husband. Um, you know, I hate, you know, Sunday mornings when I have to rush out of church because I have to go to work. Um, I just hate that. Cause I'm a church girl. I, yeah. my husband found me in church. Aww. I am a church girl. Um, so just having more time for ministry is what I'm absolutely going to adore um so i'm just yeah just writing more and it's perfect timing because i can get the house together more for moving you know yeah. i i tried to do it while i was working 16 hour shifts um so it kind of went into my sleeping time because then i would only sleep about three hours a day you know and then spend at least an hour Yep. We're trying to, you know, pack a few things here and there so I don't leave everything to my husband. Yeah. Um, and then that next hour, I have to get ready to go back to work. Yeah. Um, so it was just a rush. My life felt like a rush um, on top of staying on top of social media, you yeah. know, promoting myself, marketing, you know, being there for um, different Zooms and different meetings. Yeah. I would do it and I would do it with a smile. Yeah. But I was so tired. Yeah. I That's was so over tired. now. That's over now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My goodness. So um, yes. I know you're going to be uh, active in ministry. So are you going to start like a coaching program for young girls and for parents? I would love to. Yes. So um, 
you know, I'm open to doing like women's, you know, Bible studies and women's small groups. Um, I'm open to mentoring and coaching. Right now I'm working on um, getting my LLC so I can, you know, turn it all into a business and provide those those opportunities for people because I'm getting a lot of people now on my inbox saying, hey, can you coach me? Can you help me with writing my first book? You know, can you help me doing this? Can you help me do that? And I'm just so excited. I'm like, yes, I will. Give me about two weeks yeah. and we'll we'll be up and running. So I'm just happy that I, I left my job at, at such a time that I did because now I'm able to get my LLC off the ground and yeah. really do what I love to do to do yeah exactly and then uh, yeah so uh, I'm surprised that you're doing all this for 2022 because in the classes that I teach the feng shui feng shui uh, the numbers is for next year it's all about focus and it's all Mm -hmm. about new beginnings it's about focus it's about action and it's about abundance Mm -hmm. but if people don't focus and don't really are persistent and take action it's not going to happen for them for anybody who is focused that is the year uh, for focus it's the year for uh, creation and the year of new beginnings it's it's uh, it's a lot of the things that I have uh, I have for 2022 it's a good time for you to start a new life I have to tell you that okay so Anything, any advice? I have to ask you two other questions unrelated, which I do okay. with every with every guest of mine, but um, or maybe then you can give a, a, a final advice to listeners. Okay, so I'm going to ask you if you want to visit one country before you die. Mm. Which country would it be? Oh, wow. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I know. You know where I I do want to go? And I know it's not too far from where I'm at now, but um, because we have so many people in Canada, that's a part of our co-authors network. That's a place that I really would love to to visit. Um, I do want to go there. Um, let's see. I also, let me see, because I, you know, I've been to Spain, I've been to Japan, you know, I've been to those places. I, I would love to go to like Africa or Nigeria. Um, my husband's been there plenty of times. He does ministry over there. In Nigeria? Um, Yeah, he's, he's done ministry over there, um, in Lagos. Um, he just came back actually a few months from Lagos. Um, so he's constantly over there at least once a year. Um, so one of these times that he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to go with him. I would love to do that and just have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way they portray Africa in general is not a good way of portraying them. They only show you uh, these children who have no clothes, no this thing, right. but it's, absolutely a beautiful continent and I it's very sad to say that I haven't been into a lot of them while I was living in Africa or in the Middle East it was just a three and a half hour flight for me 
So okay. uh, Ethiopia, Eritrea, Egypt. Uh, Egypt has a lot, uh, Ethiopia has a lot of history. So does Egypt. So I have been to those. But it's so sad. I haven't been to South Africa. I haven't been to Kenya. I haven't been to uh, Ivory Coast and Ghana and Nigeria and all these places. It was only a three and a half hour flight. Like, but okay. anyway, um, anyway, maybe who knows? Like in the future, maybe. So yeah. So so your number one is Canada. Then you're gonna come to see us. I do. I really do want to go. Okay, yeah. excellent. So we would love to have you and take you out for dinner. Absolutely. Okay, my second question would be, if you have one dream that you haven't fulfilled and you would love to fulfill before you die, what, what would that dream be? One dream to fulfill. That you haven't wow. already fulfilled, that you would really love to before you die, what, what, what dream would it be? Mm. And this might make me cry all over again. Uh oh. Um. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh oh. Probably I, I would say no. It's fine. Hmm. I would say um, reconnect with my mother. Oh, you're not connected. Um, no, we're not. Okay. Um, because of that situation because yeah. of the abuse okay uh -huh. yeah um you know I thought that when when I was coming out with the book and the story she was happy for me she was excited for me um but then when I actually released it you know our relationship just went she was not happy <laughs> no um and I haven't spoken to her um it, it'll almost be a year um in two months it will be a year that I haven't spoken to her um so I would love to you know mend that mm -hmm. mend that relationship um before I die um oh it's not know, gonna it's not gonna be that long it's not going to be that I'm, long. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's not. It's going to happen hoping. sooner. Yeah. You know, because I just, you know, I just want to let her know that, you know, this, you know, I tell people that sexual abuse wasn't my fault. And I, I say the same thing for my mother, you know, sexual abuse wasn't her fault. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't, you know, I don't care what people say, you know, oh, she should have paid more attention to you. Oh, she should have believed you. Oh, she should have did this. She should have did that. My sexual abuse experience is not her fault period. Yeah. And that's what I need people to understand. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, but when someone always asks me like, what is it that I yeah. desire? What is it that I dream? You know, yeah. it, it just always goes back to that, you know, people yeah. may have bigger and grander things that they want to accomplish, but none of that really means anything to me uh, yeah. because the support and the love of my mother is a thing that I've always been chasing. Yeah, you know, I've I've been chasing it for so long, so to have that before I die, um, I think would be the greatest thing for me. Yeah, it's gonna happen very yeah. soon. Manifest it. You can manifest it. She's gonna be fine. Amen. She may be upset right now, but we all get angry from time to time. It just takes time, right? And then you realize one day, what was I angry about? 
Yeah, right. that person didn't do anything wrong. So we, we, we just normally need time. She needs time and she will understand. And then it's not going to take until you die. It's going to be very soon. So fingers crossed, like by 2022, Amen. you guys are having dinner together. Amen. Yeah. Oh, my Amen. God. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> such a pleasure. I could talk to you for a long time. And then I would love to have you again after you uh, do your audio and everything in Spanish is all done. And after your birthday, I would love to have you again. And then, okay, what is uh, one or two advices you give to our listeners? Absolutely. Um, I would say, as I always love to say for parents, if you are a parent or if you aspire to be a parent, um, just to listen to your children, you know, um, believe your children. You know, sometimes when kids turn into teenagers, uh, you know, they become hot in the pants, as, you know, the adults like to say, or we call, you know, the females fast. And that that comes from somewhere, you know, a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old that is sexually active, that that came from somewhere. That is because they experienced something at seven and at eight and at nine that they should not have been experienced to. So now when they're 13 and 14, it's not that they want to be fast. They just want that feeling again. They want that sexual feeling. And they don't know that they wasn't supposed to experience that at seven and at eight and at nine. It's not their fault. So instead of, you know, downcasting, our, our children, I just want parents to just take time out to speak to your children more, to ask questions, to ask how their day were, um, you know, instead of children coming in from school and the first thing parents do is, is yell, don't yeah. go in the kitchen, don't go in the refrigerator, don't go in the, snack, you know, just sit down and do your homework. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't want juice. I didn't want snacks. I didn't want chips. I just want you to ask me, how was my day? Um, and so, you know, I think parents oh, okay. fail to do that because now when it's time for dinner and you're serving your children dinner, and now when you're asking them, how was school? How was your day? And the children is mute. Now the parents say, oh, you, you always got an attitude. No, three hours ago, you just cussed me out. When I came home from school, you shut me down. Now I don't want to talk. And so it's a different approach that parents have to take with their children um, and just listen to your children. Give them that space to talk. Um, We need that, you know? And so um, that is my main message to parents because I wanna bring awareness to sexual abuse and molestation to the forefront because it is real and it is still happening. It's still happening. You know, there's still a little girl somewhere playing house with her brother, playing house with her stepdad, playing house with her uncle. It's still happening. And we we put a name on these things. Oh, we're just playing house. Oh, we're just playing tea, you know, tea and Barbie doll. No, like we're not playing these things anymore. We have to stop sweeping them under the rug and bringing them to the forefront so that our children can be safe. Yeah. Oh my God. That is absolutely powerful. Thank you so much. It's a blessing to have you and you're a blessing to be in my community or me in your community. Thank you so much and God bless you. And until the next time, stay blessed.
and uh, everybody okay. i will be posting her bio and you gotta listen to this over and over and share with your friends if you know anybody struggling from what we was discussed today please share with family and friends uh, don't hesitate to share and get in touch with abigail she's incredible and until Thank the you. next episode wishing you grace peace balance and harmony amen Thank you. Amen.